It's good to be with you this morning. And see Brother Josh. I hadn't seen him in a long time, and it's uh, good to see him here, and good to see each one of you. Just good to be in the Lord's house, isn't it? And good to see the rain. It's much needed. I tell you what, it's uh, it's awfully dry out there. Take your Bibles to Genesis chapter five, if you will. Appreciate your pastor and appreciate him trusting me to fill the pulpit while he's gone. I've known him for quite a while also and glad they're getting to get away and that's badly needed. Pastors need that from time to time and it's good to, just good to be in the Lord's house. In uh, Genesis chapter 5, while you're turning there, this is one of the most remarkable things that... Uh, in the midst of death, one man is removed without dying. Amen. And uh, only two men are said to have walked with God, and it's Enoch and also Noah. The Bible tells us in chapter 6 Noah walked with God. And there's only two men in the Old Testament who didn't die, and that was Enoch and Elijah. And uh, we, you know, the Bible says Enoch walked with God, but we must walk the walk if we talk the talk, amen. <laughs> Got a lot of talkers, but very few walkers. So uh, this, I want to look at Enoch's life and how he walked with God and what a testimony that he had. No matter what level of spiritual maturity we may be in, each one of us as God's children should have a close walk with God. You know, the Bible tells us in the book of James to draw nigh to God, and he'll draw nigh to you. He don't move away from us, but we can move away from him. But we need that close walk with God, don't we? So jump down to verse 21 of Genesis 5. The Bible says, And Enoch lived sixty and five years, and, and uh, begot Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah. 300 years, and we got sons and daughters. All the days of Enoch was 360 and five years. And Enoch walked with God and was not, for God took him. I want to stop there and have prayer and look and see some things about Enoch and some things that we need to apply to our lives and how God can bless and will bless if we'll put him first. Bow with me. Lord, we do thank you for another opportunity we could come together in your house. Thank you for the word that we've heard already in the Sunday school hour. And Lord, for the songs of praise that's gone up. And Lord, I pray that you'd help me to bring the message you'd have me to bring. And Lord, I don't know the hearts of these people, but you do. And God, I pray that each one will Heed your bidding today, whatever you would speak to them about. If there's any here lost, I pray today would be the day they would come and invite you into their heart to be their personal Savior. Maybe there's some here that needs a closer walk with you. Whatever it is, God, I just pray that as the Spirit of God deals with hearts and lives, that folks will be obedient, do that which you would have them to do. Help me, Lord, to say exactly what you would have me to say, the way you would have me to say it, Lord, that it would be a blessing and encouragement and a help to each one. Lord, we love you. We ask it in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Here, as we look at Enoch's life and as a man that walked with God, and first of all, let's see the shortness of his life. Enoch lived comparatively short life, 365 years. That during that time, that was a short period of time for him. But you know, uh, Jared, his father, lived 962 years. And his son, Methuselah, lived 969. That record's never been broken, has it? That's still standing. It's the longest man that ever lived. But, you know, Methuselah, Methuselah's fame only lies in how long he lived. You don't have anything else about him, anything that he accomplished other than a long life. But Enoch's life was is remembered for the distinct quality. And it's not necessarily how long we live, but how well we live. The time that God gives us, we need to use it wisely. None of us know how long we're going to be on this earth. Uh, life is uncertain. Death is sure. The Bible says, and as it is appointed unto man once to die, after death is judgment. That's the reason that we need to be prepared. Life is coming. The Lord's coming back one of these days, too. No one knows when that's going to take place either. So we need to be ready. And because uh, those that have rejected the Lord or have rejected the opportunity to be saved, uh, they'll be left behind when the rapture takes place. But we need to be ready. But Enoch didn't live, uh, you know, short the period of time compared to what others lived around him and his father and his own son and all that, but uh, he, he lived a short period of time, but he accomplished much. He loved the Lord and walked with God. I had a, a first cousin that preached, uh, started to work down in Liberty, Kentucky, and uh, he was a young man, a young preacher, and God blessed, and it was growing, and they was, started a new building, but the, the, had it, the framework up, didn't have the inside finished, but he got leukemia and died the year he was 36 years old. I preached his funeral. We don't understand how God works many times, but there's a reason for all things. You know, he loved the Lord, and it wasn't how long you worked, but he reached a lot of people, probably reached more people in the short period of time that he lived than the majority of us have, lived, uh, have reached. He, he loved people, and God used him tremendously. And uh, yet, he took him out at a young age. But you know, the quality of Enoch's life is, is the statement is, uh, tells us what kind of man this, that Enoch was. He was a man that walked with God. He loved the Lord, didn't he? You know, when people see us or talk about us, do they talk about how we love God, or do they talk about uh, you know, some other accomplished, worldly accomplishments that we have, nothing wrong with them, but the most important accomplishment in our life is what we've done with Jesus, how we've served him, and, and, and the, the quality of time that we have. We, we waste a lot of time, if you're, if you're like me, all of us do. There's a lot of time that we waste in our life, and time is something that you can't bring back. It's gone, it's gone. And, uh, but, you know, Enoch begins his walk with God. Look at verse 21 and 22 there. 21 and 22, hey, when he began his walk with God, it says in verse 21, 
Enoch lived 65 years and began, uh, begat Methuselah, and Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters. I mean, he, he hadn't always walked with God, but he, I don't know, you know, we don't, uh, don't know that it doesn't uh, explain exactly what all happened, but man by nature walks away from God. First thing that happened in the garden is when they sinned, they tried to hide from God, didn't they? That's the first thing they did. Well, our, our Adamic nature leads us away from God, not to God, but away from God. And uh, there's, there was a time in Enoch's life when he didn't walk with God, but there's, uh, there's a time in his life when he, he did. I don't know if it was because of the, after his son was born that he realized how he needed God in his life. Whatever it was, he started his walk then. And perhaps is this responsibility, and that's quite a responsibility that God gives us of raising our children. The Bible tells them where to bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And he promises to bless them if we'll do that. So anyway, he uh, is possibly his parental, uh, parental responsibilities that caused him to see his need of walking with God, and he did. You know, we must first come to God in repentance and faith before we can walk with him. Only the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. It changes us. You know, it doesn't matter what we did or how we thought before we were saved. Once we get saved, he changes some things in our lives. We start wanting to walk with God, wanting to be close to God, want to know about his words. You may have not studied the Bible, may not even had a Bible when you got saved. But once you get saved, you want, to, you want the word. This, this is how we grow is by getting in the Word. We're saved. We start out as newborn babes in Christ, the Bible tells us, uh, that we may, uh, on the sincere milk of the Word, as newborn babes in Christ. But then uh, the way that we grow is by getting in the Word of God. We feed on the Word of God. And as we study the Bible, we start growing spiritually and maturing spiritually in the Word. And so it's very important and that, that we want to have a close walk with God. And you remember when you first got saved and how you wanted to tell everybody what happened to you? You wanted to tell your family and your friends about, and, and uh, what God had done and how he had changed your life? And I know I did, and a lot of them didn't want to hear it. I thought everybody would be happy to hear it, but I found out real quick. A lot of people wasn't concerned about it. Lost people, they don't want to talk about God, do they? But listen... Enoch walked with God, and he was concerned about him. He was, his walk was a steadfast walk. God's looking for people that will be uh, steadfast in their service for the Lord. See, there's someone that's watching you every day and listening to what you say. And you're either going to be a help to them or a hindrance, each one of us. So we need to, we need to have a walk that points them to Christ and lets them know that there has been a change in our life, and what a blessing it is to be saved. I'm afraid many people, if they looked at, at some of the Christians, at those that call themselves Christians, 
uh, they might think, well, I, if that's what Christianity is, I don't, I don't want that or I don't need that. God will help that to not be you and I, to help them to be able to see Christ living in and through us. That's what we're, we're living epistles, the Bible tells us, known and read of all men. They, you may be the only Bible they've ever read. And if they're, they're looking at your life, to, is it a life that points them to Christ? It should be. We should be lifting him up. The Bible says, if I, Jesus said in the words, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. If we'll lift up Jesus, it'll draw men to him. They'll want to, men, women, boys, and girls, they'll want, to, they'll want this Jesus that we have. If, if uh, he is uh, exciting to us, and if it's one that we love and love to serve, uh, it's going to show in what we do. Every child of God needs to follow the example of Enoch and having a daily communion with God, walking with him daily, not just Sundays and Wednesdays, but every day we need to walk with God. The song goes, just a closer walk with thee. We need to have a desire to walk a little closer to the Lord today than we did yesterday. And every day have that desire and be like Enoch, walking with God. You'll never go wrong when you go God's way. You see, the, the devil has got so many things out there to get our attention, and we have to battle that every day because this flesh is not saved. But I'm glad that when I got saved, I got one that moved inside of me. The Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The Holy Spirit of God came in our heart and life the very moment we got saved, and he can give us victory over the devil. Now, we can't, we can't have victory over him in the flesh, but I've got one living inside of me that can do what I couldn't do on my own, and he can give me victory over the devil, and he'll give you victory over the devil. We need to trust in God. The flesh will fail you. But aren't you glad that we serve a God that's never failed? He cannot fail. He'll never fail you. Sometimes there's things that happens in our life that we don't understand, but it's not because God failed. No, if there's a failure, it's because of us, not of him. So I'm glad that I serve a God that, uh, that's able to do whatever needs to be done in my daily walk, and, and we need him every day. Uh, the Bible encourages us to keep our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. You know, it's a faith walk. Matter of fact, the Bible says without faith it's impossible to please the Lord. So... We walk by faith. Enoch walked by faith. And you and I have to walk by faith. And uh, it was uh, not easy when Enoch walked with God. He lived in a very sinful world just like we do. I mean, as a matter of fact, it wasn't very long after that till God destroyed this earth with water the first time. So it wasn't, you know, sometimes the, the devil tried to make us think, yeah, well, it's different, you know, it, than it was back then. no. It wasn't easy back then either. God didn't say it would be easy to serve him. Matter of fact, he said those that serve God is going to suffer persecution. The world don't like it. The devil don't. He'll do anything he can to discourage us. But, you know, wickedness prevailed in, in the time that Enoch walked there with God. And Enoch uh, should be an example to teach us to never uh, use evil circumstances or the evil environment to keep us from walking with God. The devil will try to make you use that as an excuse that 
Well, yeah, they did it back then, but it, they didn't have to face what we face now, no. Some of the things they face is worse than what we face now, you know. But you can still walk with God and realize he's promised, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. You know, friends sometimes, uh, the ones you think are friends, you look around and when you really need them, they're not there. But the Lord's always there. He's, he's always there. Uh, you know, he's, he'll be there when we get ready to go home. When it comes time to take us home, he's going to take us on home to be with the Lord. But he's there while we're, while we're here. We need to be walking with him. And Enoch uh, was not walking from evil. Enoch walked with God in spite of evil surrounding him because his faith was in God. It wasn't in what he was or what he could do. But the Bible, if you want to turn there, in Hebrews chapter 11, uh, it talks about Enoch and how he walked by faith, just like we're to walk by faith. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 5 and 6. Give you just a minute to find your place. Uh, we're, we're to walk by faith. We're, we're saved by faith, and we're to walk by faith after we're saved until God takes us home. Hebrews 11 verse 5 says, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found. Why? Because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony, that he pleased God. What a testimony. I hope that when I come before God, that I can have that testimony that I please God. And verse 6 says, But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. My, he saves us by faith, by putting our faith and trust in what his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, did for us. Jesus paid a debt he didn't know, and a debt we couldn't pay, and offers us the gift of eternal life by simply putting our faith and trust in what he did for us. What a savior. He loves you today. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. Jesus loves you. He don't love sin, but he loves the sinner. And he wants you to be saved. And he's made it possible that you can be saved if you'll only put your faith and trust in what he did for you. A lot of people are trying to get to heaven by what they're doing. No, that won't work. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8, For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourself, it's a gift of God. And verse 9 says, not of works, lest any man should boast. If we could work our way into heaven, we'd be prone to boast about it, wouldn't we? That's the way the flesh is. But you can't. There's only one way to heaven. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father but by me. There's not ways. I've had a lot of people say, well, there's... There's many ways you're just traveling a different road than I am. There's only one, one way. There's one, only one name given under heaven whereby you must be saved. Jesus is that name, you see. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there's none other name under heaven given unto men whereby you must be saved, the Bible tells us, Acts 4. Listen, salvation has been provided, made it made possible for all that will come. But uh, if you reject a gift, a gift's no good if you don't receive it. 
See, God offered the gift to everyone. But if you don't receive the gift, it's no good. I could have a $100 bill up here and offer it to you, and if you didn't receive it, it wouldn't help you a bit, would it? Don't rush the platform because I don't have one up here. But <laughs> if I did, you have to receive the gift, don't you? Well, that's salvation's offered to everyone. But a lot of folks are rejecting the gift that God is offering to them, the greatest gift that's ever been offered or ever will be offered, the gift of salvation. You see, Enoch chose to walk with God. God didn't walk with Enoch. There's a vast difference. Enoch walked with God. See, if you're going to walk with God, you and I have got to choose to do that. God offers us a close walk to him. If, if we'll get close to him, I'm going to say he won't move. He don't move away from us. God wants us to walk with him. But Enoch walked with God. He chose to do that. And that's a choice we have to make. Uh, people who walk with God, uh, they, they agree with God on some topics like sin. You know, we're living in a time now that sin no longer appears to be sin, seems like. It's, it's been watered down until it's a mistake or it's, they've got a different name. They're changing everything now all the names and stuff for it, but uh, if you get in your Bible, you'll find out sin is still sin. It hasn't changed. This book hasn't changed. God hasn't changed and never will. Amen. And, and so uh, when we have a walk, close walk with God, we'll, we'll agree with God on sin and on salvation. Realize that in order to go to heaven, in order to have this walk with God, we must be saved. You see, it's, it's good to come to church, but you can come to church the rest of your life and die and go to hell if you hadn't been saved. You must be born again. Nicodemus over in the book of John, he was a religious man, the leader of the Jews, and he went to Jesus by night and wanted to know what he had to do in order to enter into the kingdom of God. And Jesus told him, you must be born again. He didn't understand that. He was an old man at the time. He said, you mean I've got to enter the second time into my mother's womb and be born and Jesus used the wind to illustrate the spiritual birth. We talk about seeing the wind blow. You don't see the wind. You see the effects of it, don't you? That's the same way. When you're born again, we don't see the birth, but you'll see the effects of it because there'll be a change in your life. If there's no change, there's no salvation. You'll start wanting to go to church. You'll start wanting to know about the Bible. You'll start enjoying uh, hearing preaching and gospel singing and and being around God's people, isn't that a blessing? How God changes our lives once we get saved and changes our want to. Amen. Uh, you don't, uh, you don't, I tell sometimes about a, a guy that I worked with. I worked at Avon Factory for several years and tried to get him, witness to him about being saved. He never get saved. Tried to get him to come to church and he wouldn't go. And he said, I said, you think you have to go to church all the time? I said, no, I don't have to go. I said, I want to go. And he played ball all the time, and there's nothing wrong with playing ball, but he went several different times a week, play, played games and practice and all that stuff. I said, uh, tell him how, how many times he went. I said, you have to go and do that. And he, I said, why do you do that? And he said, oh, that's because I love doing it. I said, that's, you get saved, you'll love going to church. You'll enjoy going to church. It won't be a burden. You'll look forward to it. But then, and when we get saved, we'll enjoy the walk with God and, and salvation 
it changes our life. And we think about the Savior and the tremendous price that he paid that we could enjoy this salvation. Salvation is free to us, but it costs God his only begotten son, and it costs Jesus his blood. He laid his life down for us. They didn't take it. He had the power to lay it down and had the power to raise it up again. He loved us enough to be willing to suffer, bleed, and die on an old rugged cross to pay our sin debt. He never sinned. He took our sins upon his body and died where I should have died. I should have suffered. He died for me, and you can say the same thing to make it possible that I could be saved and have this walk with the Lord. What a Savior that we have. Thank God for that. And for the Scripture, he left us a guidebook. That's the Word of God to tell us how that he wants us to live and give us an examples of people as it was brought out in Sunday school this morning, those that uh, refused to, to uh, obey God's word and God's direction. They got in trouble. And I mean, the Bible says, be sure your sins will find you out. See, nobody may not know it but you, but God knows it. Amen. We don't hide anything from God. He knows it all. And the results of uh, of the uh, Enoch's walk with God, when people walk with God, the world around us will start noticing that. In Acts chapter 4 and verse 12, the Bible says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Well, they'd seen a change in their life, didn't they? They knew them before they saved, and they'd seen what had happened, what Jesus had done to their life. He changed them and, and give, a, give them something to live for. I tell you, we, you and I, it doesn't mean that we'll never have any problems, but it does mean we'll never have to face a problem alone because he's there. Jesus is there to help us through whatever situation that we have to face in this life. And the world will see a difference in their lives. And uh, as, the, as people walk with God, they, they learn more about God as we get in this word. And the more we learn about him, the more we love him. And the more we want to walk with him. Amen. That's the way Enoch was. He, the more he was around the Lord, the more he loved him. And the, the closer he wanted to walk with him. And that's the way with you and I. Uh, we'll begin to... Uh, a growing likeness. You know, if you're around somebody long enough, you'll start picking up on some of the likeness of that individual. Well, that's the same way with God. We'll be more like him. The more, the more we walk with him, the longer we walk with him, the more that we'll, we'll be like him. Walking with God will cause us to see the wickedness of this world. You know, it's, uh, if we're not careful... Sin, there's a lot of different sins in this world, and some of them, you and I have kind of don't talk about very much, you know, like we used to when it first came out, like abortion. You don't hear as much about abortion as you did when it first started. Well, everybody's talking about abortion, how terrible it is, and it is a terrible thing, killing little babies. But you know what? If we're not careful, we'll hear it enough, be around it enough, it's kind of like getting used to the dark. You know, you go in a, uh, first go in a dark room, and boy, you just can't see, but you stand there a little while, and you start getting used to the dark, and you can kind of 
move yourself around in that room. That's the way with sin. You know, you'll kind of get used to it if you're not careful. God help us to realize sin still sin, and, and God hates sin. And, and listen, uh, we, we need to get more like God and closer to God. And when we do, then we'll start see the, seeing the wickedness of this world more and not allow uh, the devil to put a film around it or block it off to where we think, well, it's not that bad. This is just a time that we're living in. Well, it's time we're living in, but it's still sin, and God's going to judge sin. God even uh, told uh, Enoch walk with God in, in the wicked times. I said in uh, the little book of Jude, in the back of the Bible just before Revelation, Jude uh, verse 14 says, And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousand of his, thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly and among them uh, ungod, uh, of all their ungodly deeds of which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against them. I mean, in the New Testament, it even talks about Enoch and how he prophesied what's going to happen. Judgment's coming one of these days. You know, the Bible, the Bible tells us that one day the Lord's coming back for his children. And thank God that you and I will be able to see him as he is. You know, Enoch walked with God, and God didn't. Uh, his life didn't end with death. There in the first five books of Chapter 5 of the book of Genesis, it just uh, gives off name after name, and they died, and they died, and they died. Who comes to Enoch? He didn't die. God just took him. We may be like that. One of these days, the rapture is going to take place, catching away of the saints. One of these days, God's going to say, go get my children. We may not have to face a, a deathbed or a hospital or anything like that, God may just call us home. Enoch walked with God 300 years. Then one day, he just walked along with God, and God said, Enoch, you might as well just come on home with me today. Took him on home. One of these days, God's going to call us home. The Bible tells us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. I won't turn there and read it, but it talks about how the dead and trumpet of God is going to sound, the dead in Christ are going to rise first, and then if we happen to be alive during that time, we'll be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. We'll be able to see him as he is. Up to this point, we've only seen him by the eye of faith. But one day, we'll see him as he is. We'll have a body like an under his, one that will never wear out. But won't that be something? I've noticed some gray hair in my head here lately. That's, you know what that is? That's a sign I'm dying. <laughs> but I'm going to get a brand new body one of these days, one that will never wear out, never be another hospital, never be another funeral, never be another sickness, no one's sick. What a day that'll be when my Jesus I shall see, when I look upon his face, when it saved me by his grace. Are you saved this morning? I tell you what, if you're not, today would be a good day to get that settled. God loves you, and God sent his son to make it possible that you could be saved. He don't want you to die and go to hell. 
The Bible tells us it's not God's will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Repentance means turning from sin and turning to Christ by faith, inviting him into your heart to be your personal Savior. And once we get saved, then we can have that walk with God. In uh, Psalms chapter 1, I want to read a few verses here before I close in Psalms. Psalms chapter 1 and verse 1, the Bible says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor uh, standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree, Planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. That's what God talks about his children. But look about the ungodly. Verse 4 says, The ungodly are not so, but are like the shaft, which is the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. There's coming a day. Judgment is coming. God knows our hearts. He knows all about us. Psalms 119 verse 1 says, Blessed are the undefiled in his way who walk in the Lord of the law." in the law of the Lord. God help us not just talk the talk, but walk the walk. We need to be walking with God daily. Enoch walked with God. It was a short period of time that he walked, but it was quality time. He loved the Lord, walked with him for 300 years. He was steadfast in his walk. The results... God just took him on home. One of these days, God's going to call us home, every one of us. I don't know if it'll be by the way of the grave or the way of the rapture, but I'm glad I know where I'm going when I leave this life. If you're saved, you've got the assurance of heaven being your home when we leave here. None of us know how, don't know when, but thank God you can know where you're going. If you reject the gift that God offers of eternal life, then you chose that awful place called hell. Hell is an eternal place just like heaven is. Hell's real. See, people, the devil try to make you think, oh, I had people say, oh, I'll go there, I've got a bunch of my friends there, we'll just have a party. No, you won't have a party. The Bible says there'll be weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth, burning and burning and never burning up. It's an eternal place of suffering. God don't want you to go there. I don't think you want to go to a place like that. And you don't have to. That's the good news. Jesus paid it all. He made the, the price that was necessary. It took a perfect sacrifice to pay our sin debt. And Jesus was that perfect sacrifice. He was virgin born, came by the way of a manger, went out and was buried in a borrowed tomb, hung him on an old rugged cross and buried him in a borrowed tomb and they watched him as he ascended up into heaven. The angel said, why stand you here gazing up into heaven? 
this same Jesus that you see ascending up into heaven, he's coming back in like manner. He's coming one of these days. Are you ready? Well, I have a song of invitation if you'll come, brother. And, and this morning, if someone needs to come for any reason, whatever, uh, just mind the Lord. I don't ask you to do anything other than what God would have you to do. But if you're lost, you need to be saved. If God's speaking to your heart this morning about salvation, or maybe you're saved and have uh, kind of backslid on the Lord and not been serving God the way you should, today would be a good day to come and get that settled. The Bible tells us in 1 John 1, 9, speaking to those that are saved, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He knows about it, but he wants us to acknowledge it. If there's sin in our life, he wants us to acknowledge that sin and be willing to turn from it and ask him to forgive us and cleanse us, and he'll do that. Stand, if you will, and turn to what page, brother?